Hey guys, thanks for listening to The Issue Podcast. Make sure you listen every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Also check out our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast and our Twitter at the issue podcast. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is Wednesday, October 28th. And we are back with another episode of The Issue. Uh, Tim's with me on the phone. Dude, October 28th already, man. We are already basically through October. It's insane. It is so insane. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the calendar here next to me, and wow, like I'm already, almost already in November. Um, that, like, that's just that's just insane to me. So, um, yeah, time flies, though. Yeah, I mean... Things have definitely been going pretty quick. Uh, season is moving fast uh, for the NFL. We Only just seven weeks in now. Week right, seven's in the books. Right, um, and we have our thoughts from our Monday night game from week seven. And Absolute, you guys are going mean, to the Rams looked so good. Yep, you guys are going to get our Monday night thoughts first, um, and then we're going to hit you with the MLB update. A little World Series champion Dodgers. Congratulations to them. We'll get to more of that later. Uh, followed by some news that is all in the first segment second segment looking out today we're gonna have quarterback tiers like we do every wednesday and then to finish things off little thursday night predictions yeah so, get into uh, some week eight you know um so we'll wrap up week seven get into week eight discuss the world series wild entertaining a lot of controversy can't wait Definitely a um, definitely a good loaded show for you guys today, though. A lot to talk oh, about, yeah. a lot to cover. Uh, so let's just yeah. hop right into it with our Monday night prediction or Monday night thoughts. My bad. Yeah, um, the Rams are just a really good team. I mean, that and the Bears. We said before that they're probably the worst five and one team. Yeah, you know they were definitely a pretender, not a contender. Mm-hmm. And I think the Rams kind of separated themselves as a as a contender to make a run, you know? Yeah. But I'm not sure that they're anyone's, like, Super Bowl pick right now. Um, but it was definitely a good game for them. I mean, obviously their defense hold, held Chicago to basically three points and then one garbage-time touchdown. Yeah. Um, like I said while we were watching the game, because we were able to watch the game together, um, you know... Chicago just didn't look dominant. Like you said, they looked like a pretender. They didn't look like a 5 and 1 team at all. I mean, there were just times where I'm I'm watching this offense. I'm like they literally have like zero talent. Yeah, it's just like David Montgomery is not not a good running back. Um, I'm just going to say it. Look, he lacks explosiveness, he lacks shiftiness, um, which is where they are, the game's going. Look, even Derrick Henry can run. You know, and he's huge. Yep. Uh, so nothing really stands out about David Montgomery, and I think it's it's been leading to a stagnant running game. And then Nick Foles with no running game is, you know, no touchdowns, two picks, sixty-seven QBR, like we saw, like we saw Monday. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, Allen Robinson is a solid option. Jimmy Graham's average, but outside of that, they don't they don't have a lot of guys to throw to. So um, I just thought I thought the better team won. Simple as that. I thought the Rams were the much better team, and they they showed it. Jared Goff played really well. Twenty three of thirty three completed almost seventy percent of his throws. You know, yeah. um, two hundred nineteen yards, two touchdowns, no picks, one hundred eight QBR. 
Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Uh, Goff looked really good, and he played well enough definitely to keep himself in our second tier, uh, which you're going to be hearing coming up uh, later in the show with our quarterback tiers, but he looked good. Um, I think you're right. Uh, There is something to saying that the Rams could have a shot, but they're definitely not somebody's big-time pick. I would say they're a big sleeper team right now. You definitely don't want to see them on your schedule at this point, but they're also not a team that you're going to look at and say, okay, this is this team's going to blow a lot of people out. This team's going to walk into the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. I think when you have such a good coach like Sean McVay and then a really solid quarterback, Jared Goff. Look, people bang on Jared Goff. He's already been to a Super Bowl. Um, you know, he's, he's got 108 QBR this past game against a, against a defense that made Tom Brady look silly. Yep. Um, so, I mean, that, there's something to be said for that. Yep. And Jared, I think Jared Goff is a, is a really solid quarterback. And so, yeah, they're not a team you want to face. Look, Aaron Donald, you know, when defense really becomes critical in the playoffs, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, they can stop a lot of guys single-handedly. Yeah, they and can. And you get a guy like Jared Goff working with a mind like Sean McVay. I mean, they're, they're a scary team, yeah. I thought it was a very boring game to watch. It was very one-sided, um, yeah, just from a like viewer's perspective. The Bears didn't score that touchdown until the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. It was boring all game. Oh, yeah. It was, from a viewer's perspective, very one-sided, very boring, not too much going on uh, other than just the Rams just absolutely dominating the Bears the entire time. I didn't see a singular possession or any point in the game where I thought, you know what, that was a good drive for Chicago, or you know what, Chicago's gaining momentum right now. I had zero yep. thoughts of that. Uh, they, I, I agree. They didn't look like they wanted to be there even, some of the uh, some of the defensive players for the Bears. Um, yeah, I agree. Reminded you, know what, me, you know what stood out to me, though, um, was the Rams on offense. Look how balanced they are. Jared Goff attempted 33 throws. They ran the ball 34 times. Wow. I mean, four of them by Jared Goff, uh, four by Robert Woods, wide receiver, and then uh, one by Cooper Cup. So they were mixing it up, but still, like, that's a really balanced attack. 34 runs, 33 throws. They were effective in both. I mean, Sean McVay uh, knows what he's doing. Six, yeah, yeah. when you're having your 6.6 yards a throw and 4.7 yards a carry, good things are going to happen. Absolutely. Sean McVay, Sean McVay knows what he's doing. And that's, keep in mind, against, yeah, we, we're really banging on the Bears here. But the Bears have a pretty good defense. They're not bad on defense, and I mean, the Rams yeah, were able to put up these debris. numbers. Yeah, and the Rams were able to put up these numbers against, you know, I would say top seven defense in the league. Oh yeah, I mean I don't know, I don't have the actual rankings, um, but yeah, probably, probably, definitely top ten, definitely mm-hmm. top ten. Yeah, I would definitely put um, them in there. Yeah, I agree. But uh, it's pretty short out on Monday, you know. Good game for the Rams. I think we, we saw that they were at least a playoff contender, and we saw that the, the Bears were definitely pretenders, I think. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how both the teams fare going forward here, but I definitely think the Rams, the better team, you know, won. I would definitely agree with that. Um, so now we're just going to move right into it, a little baseball. Um, yep. Dodgers, big World Series champions. Um, yep. City of Champions in L.A. now. I was wrong with Tampa. We were talking about how Tampa could be the City of Champions this year. You know, what with the hockey team winning, the, the Tampa Bay yeah. Lightning win. And then, uh, you know, the Buccaneers have a very good chance. And then if the Rays could have pulled it off, Tampa could have had a shot at that. But now we have the Lakers and the Dodgers winning. Uh, L.A., congratulations. So either the Chargers to make a run or the Rams to make a run. And we have uh, L.A. as the uh, City of Champions for this year. Yep. Um, so, 
What did you think about the What do you think about the series in general? We'll start there. What do you think about um, the series? I thought it wasn't as close as the, you know, the four two, and as close as it felt. Mm-hmm. Look, that that series should have been over in Game Five. You know, Kenley Jansen shouldn't have blown that game in Game Four to even let the series be tied. It should have been a three to one series going into Game Five, which the Dodgers then won. Um, so I think I think it very easily could have just been a five game quicker series. But I think that shows the fight of Tampa Bay, and that's almost why they were such a good team. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to take anything away from them, but I, I, I think it was clear that the Dodgers were the better team. Yeah. You can't let a team like Tampa Bay hang around, especially with all the talent oh, they that's have. That's true. If, yeah. if you get lackadaisical and, and take your foot off the gas, so to speak, uh, and stop applying pressure, they're going to make you pay for it, and I think that's what they did uh, to an extent. Um, you talk about the start of the series – uh, LA started really hot, which was the first series they started really hot in all yeah, of, all playoffs long. And, um, yeah. I think if you if that's different, if Tampa Bay wins that first game, gets that momentum going on their side, I think we could have somewhat of a different series. I'm not saying different outcome, but I'm just saying you said the series it didn't feel all that close, and I agree with it that. It didn't feel as close as. You know, it looked. Mm-hmm. If you look at the box score and stuff, it wasn't. It didn't even feel that close. No, but I definitely think if Tampa gets that first win, gets off to that hot momentum start like they had done all playoffs long, if they do that in this World Series, I would say, you know, we're looking at a different feel of it. I think the Dodgers would play a little more. I don't know. Aggressive, maybe. Yeah. Maybe aggressive is the right I feel like word. The Dodgers were very just relying on, hey, like we just have more talent. We're just a better team. Yeah, but and, like it, that was good enough because they are just so talented. Um, I completely forgot. Guess who like opted out for the Dodgers? David Price. Yeah. David Price would have been their third starter. I know. I mean that is that is mind blowing, you know, and he opted out. Um, so it could have been it could have been even more lopsided of, of a series. Yeah. Um, but let's not beat around the bush. Let's get, let's get to the conversation that everyone's going to be talking about from this game. Um, well, there's actually two things I want to talk about now. So let's talk. Let's go with the first one. Um, Kevin Cash, do you take out Blake Snell? No, absolutely not. I thought it was the most egregious decision that I've seen in a long time. That was the second hit he's given up. Well, yeah, he he pitched. Five innings. He was. I was looking at the stats during the game. Five innings, one hit. What? What are you doing? Like, uh, I, I can't. I can't understand it. He was lights out. He was so dominant. And then, okay. Last night definitely had a different feel than all the other games did to me. All the other games, very explosive, tons of offense. Last night, everybody was just everything was condensed. Pitchers were on shorter leashes. Which was obviously evident when Snell got pulled, but also I, I, just it was like, the worst scene, the worst thing I've ever seen. I don't understand that when he was getting pulled, I was thinking, "What are you doing? You literally they have... didn't go out and talk to him once no. with the pitching coach, not even a head coach. No, just talking, hey man, like just just bring it down, not even strategical, just kind of like a pep talk type of thing with which managers sometimes do. Mm-hmm. I was, I was shocked. I, I mean, yeah. and the reasoning behind it is completely invalid. And people look at the pitchers' stats, you know, against certain players and stuff. I'm on the opposite side. I think you need to look at the batters' stats and their splits. Yeah. Um, look, Mookie Betts. 
I know it's unconventional, but Mookie Betts is a as obviously a clear right-handed hitter against the left-handed pitchers this year. He hit 200, had zero home runs and two RBIs. Yep. Nine walks. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One one extra base hit against lefties this season, right? Against righties, on the other hand, he hit 323 with 16 home runs, 37 RBIs, 15 walks, and nine extra base hits, not counting home runs. Mm-hmm. What? What are they? What are they doing? It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I mean, I just don't. I just don't understand it. I understand, you know, righty on righty typically is better. But Blake Snow is cruising, and Mookie's actually worse against lefties. That move did not make sense, and as soon as he got that hit, you knew. You knew. You knew it was over. That was it. As soon as Mookie bets, that ball got through. I mean, what did you think? I thought it was over. I was like, yep, that's it. Yep. Um, as soon as the Dodgers went up, I knew that they weren't coming back from... They weren't going to come back from a deficit um, yeah. to the Dodgers. I thought the only way Tampa wins that game is if they could somehow hold on to that one-run lead or possibly get maybe one or two insurance rounds. But I, once the Dodgers went up, I was like, listen. <laughs> like, that's it. That, that's, that is it. There's nothing good that can come from this at this point. You know what I thought was a really, really interesting turning point? I want to get to this one little thing, and then I want to go back to Kevin Cash's decision. Um, so when Tony Gonsolin in the second inning there, he, he has a runner on base, or he lets up the home run, has a runner on base, all that good stuff. Um, and then it gets to the second inning, and he gets two outs, right? And then it's not looking so good. I think he walks someone after giving up a hit. I think there's two guys on base, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Dylan Floro comes in, and I forget. I think I want to say he's facing Randy or Rosarena, and he throws three straight change-ups in the exact same down-and-in location, which is where Rosarena has had some trouble. And he gets a strikeout on three pitches. Completely changed the complexion of the game. Mm-hmm. I thought it completely changed the complexion of the game. He got pumped, energized the team. I, I thought it was insane. Yeah, I mean, the way that bullpen held was really impressive. They didn't. They didn't budge. There wasn't a doubt in my mind that they were going to budge either, though. I mean, you saw the way they played all series long, and then especially last night when everything, everything was so much harder to game last night i mean how many base runners did we see i don't think many up until what the seventh or eighth uh, inning let's see here i don't know if i could even uh, okay yeah here we go so left on base the rays left nine on base okay but this was later in the game and then what well, and then the dodgers left 11 on base total so yeah okay. no, it was very interesting at the end there yeah, at the end it got a little uh, little squirrely, but I mean, in the beginning it was just a pitcher's duel until oh, they took out Blake Snell. Dealing, I cannot believe they took him out. So let's get back to that. I said I want to get back to that. What do you think about Kevin Cash's job security at this point? I think it's teetering on the edge. Um, I don't see how you could keep someone around when they made such an egregious mistake. I, I agree. People were saying, well, you know, he's gotten, he got him to the World Series. I'm like, yeah, I understand that, but he's going to lose the locker room at this point. You mo- he most likely already lost Blake now. And you think any other starting pitcher is going to be like, oh, this guy's my favorite guy. He likes to pull pitchers in the middle of a jam, in the middle of the World Series, in the biggest stage. Um, no. So I think he probably lost the locker room. Um, 
we probably lost a lot of the starting pitchers. He's not going to have the trust of the organization. Do you and know? Uh, that's a problem. It, whether he did a good job or not, which I think he is a decent manager, but that's so bad of a call that you lose people's trust. Um, people lose faith in you. It's hard to rebound from that bad of a mistake. So right. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, for some reason, I don't know if he'll get fired this offseason, but I think he has a very short leash. I think he took his, his ice from being, you know, a couple feet deep, and he's now on way for thin ice. Do you Did you hear what he said post-game when they interviewed him? I did not. I was looking for a post-game interview of him, but I could not find one online. But I saw a clip on Twitter today of they were – they asked him about his decision to take out Snell, and he goes, "Well, you know, it was a tough decision um, because if you if you leave him in and he ke- and he keeps getting hit, then I'm the dumbest manager in the world for not taking him out. But if I take him out and then somebody else gives up hits, I'm also the dumbest manager in the world because I took him out." He's like, "So it's a lose lose for me." What? That's the worst. That's the okay. Now you want my answer? I would fire him right now. I would fire him tomorrow. Um, I can't believe that he's already not fired. That is the worst press conference answer I've ever heard. And the reason is it's so misinformed, and that's like, that's too much misinformation, you know? Mm-hmm. If he's going to say, oh, I'm going to trust the analytics here and put in Nick Anderson, well, Nick Anderson's ERA right now is a five five two. Sweet. Mookie hits 200 against lefties and oh, oh, 323 against righties. Oh, and he has more at-bats against righties, so... Um, his numbers could skew way more, but they actually don't because he's just that good against righties. Yeah. And so not only was he misinformed there, and now he's going to come out and say, well, Snow keeps getting hit. What are you talking about? He had two soft singles. That's it. <laughs> he, do you know how many pitches he threw? Probably 72. He threw 63 pitches. 63, wow. and he got pulled. Oh, wait, no, oh, wait, 73, 73. Oh, 73, my bad. Yeah, 48 strikes. I don't understand that. What's the problem? Um, I mean, look at his, you look at every single stat. Look, ground balls to fly balls ratio, he had a 4-to-1 ratio, which means he's keeping the ball in the ground, he's keeping the ball in the park. Um, look how many Ks he had. Oh, oh, nine. Nine out of his 16 guys that he faced. He <laughs> struck out over half. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, 16. Okay, yeah, he faced 16 yeah, guys and struck out over half of them. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't... That's the storyline. And that's how... You know, And I'm, I feel bad for Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay had a great season. They really put it together. They have a lot of really young talent, and this is how they're going to be remembered for this season because of their their manager's stupid decision to pull Snell. I, I, I can't believe that. I... Do you know I what I mean, that though? Was the worst like, decision I've ever seen. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, that is literally what this team, what this season is going to be remembered by for Tampa Bay when they have done so many good things right. And they have so much hope for the future. But now there's just going to be this huge black eye over the 2020 season where Kevin Cash pulled Blake Snell. Yeah, I agree. It, it's, not, it's not good, you know? No. Um,. Yeah, I think that's about all I got to say on the World Series. I mean, Kevin Cash should be fired. Um, it was a terrible call, terrible answer, terrible attitude. Um, not a good thinking process. It makes me, and if I was in the front office, lose, or even in the locker room, lose faith in him. And lose respect, uh, it too. It was terrible. So, yeah, the respect, the faith, the, the trust, it's all 
pretty much out the window. Yep. Um, I think he probably has to go. And I think this is a really talented team. And if you find a manager that can continue to play their strengths and make those good decisions, then you that's a dangerous team. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so do you just want to hop into the news now after we cover Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Um, let's good. see what we got on the news today. I don't think we have a whole lot. Oh, ooh, I did want to talk about one more thing, which is also in the news. Good. Um, but with the game, Justin Turner. Justin Turner tested positive. They found out in the sixth inning. So something's fishy here. I don't know if he knew prior and he still played. I don't I don't know what happened. I think we're gonna hear in the coming days here. But don't be surprised if there's some some stiff punishments hand down to the Dodgers here. He was on the field celebrating with the team. No mask, hugging. Look at there's a picture right here in the team picture. He is I, I don't even know. Let's go. Probably 36 inches away from, from Dave Roberts right here. And probably even closer to another player. And is actually close enough to, like, to accidentally sit on the trophy. And the funny thing is they know he's positive there, too. Because he got pulled mid-game for being positive. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's, they, they're going to get, I, they should, they should get some 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 kind of fine. That's that's insane. Yeah, um, I mean, we heard Commissioner Rob Manfred talk about it. He he was talking about yeah. it post game. Yeah, he didn't really make a lot of sense post game. Uh, he looked a little. Yeah. On another note, if we want to get into that, <laughs> he looked a little. He looked a like funny he, story. He looked like he'd been drinking since about six in the morning. He did not. You know, he didn't look nor sound as if he was in the right frame of mind. Let's just say that he looked like he had some sort of... Uh, One too many drinks? Something being processed, you know, in his in his liver. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking... At the time of him speaking. We're not talking, like, you know, what kind of drinks they were, but he was definitely drinking liquids yeah. since 6 in the yeah. morning. And I think if you have a brain and you listen to this show, you know what we're alluding to. Uh, yeah. It's kind of funny. I saw it all over TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, it was kind of funny. But anyway, um, let's move on here. Wisconsin and Nebraska is um, going to be, I think, canceled or postponed. Oh, it says canceled. Um, now just a week into Big Ten play. So we're not even into week two now of Big Ten football, and they simply just can't get it right. Wisconsin's now canceled right now due to the COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, come on now. Like, what? Figure it out here. Everybody else figured uh, it out. I don't out. know what you have to do for protocols like SEC. I don't. I think they've had like two canceled games in what five weeks. More than that now. I feel like I think I think the SEC started I think five or six weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's just that doesn't make sense. I think they've had maybe canceled three. I would say four games max. Um. And now already the Big Ten's having some issues. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see how that goes, but uh, kind of a shame for Graham Mertz. Look, made an insane start. He did. His first ever start played really well. And you kind of called it, recruit. too. You kind of called I it. Call it. I, I, I remember watching him in high school. He's a, he's a really solid quarterback. Um, I think he's kind of where the quarterback position is going. He might not be the best throw of the football. He might not be the most accurate passer. But his ability to move, change his arm slot, and still make accurate enough throws on the run where coverage might not be as tight. This plays extend a little bit. Um, I think the way he's able to change his arm slot, throw on the run, throw across his body, all that good stuff, he 
is able to do it really well. And I think that's why he's, I think that's where the quarterback position is going. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Um, all right. Uh, some rumors here that Quinton Williams, the, uh, former number three overall pick to the Jets, the defensive tackle. Uh, rumors that he was on the trade block. Adam Gaze shuts that down. Don't even know if we should trust it or not. Because Adam Gaze just says a lot of random stuff and uh, it's usually never all that correct. So I don't really know to believe him or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's had some interesting things uh, surface that have been, you know, told just, not to be yeah, that true. You can never get along with players, you know? Yeah. But I do like him coming out and saying, look, no, we're not trading him. I, I think that's kind of what you have to say. I'm just saying there's not as much validity behind it as, say, you know, if Bill Belichick is saying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some more news here. Just some NBA, just because it's kind of big. Daryl Morey, the GM of the Houston Rockets, looking to be uh, with the Philadelphia 76ers in some sort of president of basketball operations type role. Um, so that'd be cool to see. He was decent in Houston, you know, brought in a lot of talent, wasn't able to always fit it together that well, but uh, we'll see what he can do. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, I think that's about it. Um, do you see, uh, what is it, uh, how you say it? Habib, Khabib, do we, we talk about how he uh, beat Justin Gaethje and uh, then retired? No. The UFC fighter? No, we didn't uh, talk about that. Habib Nurmagomedov. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Anyway, probably one of the best fighters of all time. Beat Conor McGregor, 29-0. His dad passed away from COVID complications, um, and he told his mom that it would be his last fight, and he retired right after he beat Justin Gaethje. I think that was wow. Monday, maybe. Was it? Yeah. It was, Either way, I don't. I don't remember if we talked about it or not. So that's pretty cool. That was Monday night, um, right before or uh, right after after the show on Monday night. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right. Yeah, that's about all we got for the news. Not not too too much going on right now. All right. Oh, ooh, real quick, real quick though. Yep. Forgot that the Bengals trade um, Carlos Dunlap to the to the uh, Seattle Seahawks. So the Seahawks have a bit of a uh, experienced pass rusher. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, they've obviously been missing a pass rush or something on defense. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ended up getting Carlos Dunlap, who was just very unhappy being in Cincinnati. I think he was just tired of losing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to go to Seattle, hopefully make an impact and see if he can win. Absolutely. Well, that's just about it for the first segment today. We will be getting to the second segment here. Coming up, we will have our quarterback tiers from this week, as well as our Thursday night predictions coming up next What's up, guys? It's the uh, boys here from The Issue. We just wanted to give the guys over at Rockville a formal shout-out. Yeah, they are fantastic. They have everything from lighting to audio for your car, your boat, and power sports, along with, you know, that's even where we got our new equipment for the studio. Yeah, no, absolutely. For some great equipment, um, hit up Rockville Audio. Check out their great prices um, for all your audio, uh, podcast, microphone needs. What's up, guys? We are back. It is the second segment today. Uh... Pretty good second segment, I must say. We have our quarterback yeah. tiers, uh, our Thursday night predictions, a lot of football, all football, actually. Absolutely. I think, uh, I mean, there's just now football's pretty much the only sport on. Well, I think it is, other than soccer, but, uh, you know, we aren't going to cover soccer. So, yeah, it's going to turn into a lot of football. I mean, it's always been a lot of football. Um, it's just the most popular sport. It's 
probably my favorite sport to analyze. You know, probably think it's yours. We're just giving America what they want, man. That's all I mean, we're absolutely. doing. I mean, now that the MLB's over, like that's the only other thing that America wanted, and like you know, that's done. So yeah, and and basketball's over now, but we don't really cover the NBA too much. Yeah, we kind of just breeze over a little, little bit. bit. Um, and then hockey doesn't start again until um, I guess a little bit That'll of hockey. Be the next sport we start covering after football. Yeah, Janu- so next, I think that's the next closest sport. Yeah, they start January first. Is their opening? That's insane. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be weird. Uh, well, yeah. Without further ado, why don't we just get into the tiers here? Yeah. Yeah, guys. So uh, if you listen to the show, you obviously know how it works. If it's your first time listening, well, welcome. Um, and this is how it works. So we have our top tier. That is what we call our game changers category. Game changers, you know, put the team on their back. They don't need much help. They don't need anything to really go right around them. They'll be able to, you know, put the team on their back, walk you to a win. Uh, our second tier down, we call the ballers. The ballers are just the guys that can flat out ball, man. I mean, just, they just are talented. They just put up the stat. Sometimes they don't always win. Sometimes they need some help. Everyone has a bit of an issue. It's mm-hmm. like the top tier. Those guys are like buttoned up. That's really solid. Not mm-hmm. a lot of like very little holes, and the holes are really small. Mm-hmm. I feel like the next tier down either has more little holes or like a like a bigger hole in our game. You know, like Brady, big hole in his game. He's not that at not that athletic. Yep. Big Ben, we saw he throws some mistakes. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So. And then our third category is the above average Joes. Um, these are guys that, you know, definitely top half of the league in, in quarterbacking, but they do need some things to go right. They need things to fall their way in order to get these wins. Um, so let's just jump right into it. We start game changer category first. Who do we got? Yeah, I think uh, Russell Wilson. Um, I know people can bang on him for this past game, but here's why you shouldn't look too, too much into it. Um Look, Russ still on a on a game where people consider it a bad game. He still had a sixty six percent completion percentage, threw for almost four hundred yards, three touchdowns. Yes, he had the three picks, but only one of them was really bad. The others were not all that bad of picks, and especially and here's why I don't have a problem with the picks. He's throwing the ball fifty times. Oh, and he led the team in rushing. Mm-hmm. And his bad game still had an eighty four point four passer rating. Yeah, I mean, so I don't think he did anything to take himself out of the category. Absolutely not. Um, Russ is just, I'd say, the best quarterback that we have in the league right now. I would go out and say I think that. he's just the best overall football player. Look, he has no help. Not only on offense, he has no help. Their defense is awful. Their defense is the worst statistic defense in the league. We rip on Dallas. Seattle's actually worse. <laughs> Can you believe that? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, that is insane. They give up 6.4 yards per play. Yep. Oh, you know, no, no, they give up 7 yards per play. Wait, no, 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 my bad. Sorry, I keep going back and forth. They give up 6.4 yards per play. That's insane. Um, they just aren't a good defense. It's really that simple. Um, no pass rush. They get Carlos Dunlap, but... It's bad, and so Russ is doing everything, so I don't mind the three-pick. I don't think it's too negative of a reflection on him. Okay. All right, I'll move on here. Patrick Mahomes, look, um, he basically had to do nothing and still got the win. Um, I'm sure that the the rest of the team is well-rounded, but that shouldn't negatively affect him, you know? He didn't make any mistakes. He had a really good game. He He was 15 for 23. He had like 200 yards, maybe a touchdown, I think. 
Yep. Let's go. Here, let's, let's check it out. Yep, 15 for 23, exactly 200 yards and one touchdown. <laughs> mm. And he went, yeah, 15 for 23. So I guess his stat line perfectly. Um, and he Man. had 102 QB or 107.2 QBR. So um, mm-hmm. nothing, no reason for for him to drop down at all. All right. Hold on. Wait a second. Didn't you write down a prediction or something for like somebody's stat line? It just happened. Oh, Justin Herbert's stat line. Um, yeah, where I is it? I predicted 23 for 31 for 283, um, three touchdowns, one rush touchdowns. We'll get to that when we get to the third tier there. Okay. I wasn't that far off. I had the right total amount of touchdowns. Yeah, you did. Yeah. All right, are we uh, going on to the next one here? Yeah, we're on to the next one. So, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, still in the Dude, game changer category. Well, yeah, we are still in the tier one. Um, look, Aaron had a really good game. I think, what, he had five total touchdowns? Am I right there? Yeah, five. Or four, no, four, four touchdowns, I think. Well, he threw, for, um, he threw for four, ran for one. Did he run for one? I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he did. No, no, he didn't run for any. Okay. So he just threw for four. Okay. Um, completed sixty, almost sixty-eight percent of his throws, one hundred and thirty-two QBR. Showed that that one game was just, you know, a bad matchup or a bit of a fluke. Um, he looked really good. All right, that pretty much rounds out our tier one, right? So those are our MVP candidates, I would say, right now. The top three guys. Yeah. Um, you could argue Kyler, and we're going to talk about how he actually moved up a tier um, this week. We're going to get to that. Um, you could argue him for MVP just because of stats. I think he still, at his age, needs a little bit of help. So I think that's why he's not in tier one. Um, but he's also obviously a playmaker as well. Yeah. Um, do you want to go? If you go to our Instagram real quick, you can read a, a, a comment about Kyler and said K one getting disrespected or like getting no respect or something like that on All our right, on our here. quarterback tier. So you go but then there? he's gonna like. <laughs> said K one disrespect. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we'll see. But uh, he will like. He will like this upcoming week because uh, I think Kyler uh, got a little bit of a bump. He did. Um, so let's move on to the ballers category. You want to go ahead and take that? Yeah, yeah, we'll go on to the ballers category. So I think um, I think uh, usually this is in no order, but I'm going to start with who I think is at the top. Uh, I'm going to go with, with Brady, Tom Brady. Um, just kind of off the top of my head right now, I think he's, he's close to that MVP category right now. In the last month, he's got 15 touchdowns, one pick, I think. Um, he's led his team. The leadership he's displayed has been incredible. Coming off that loss to the Bears, he's now handily won two games while giving up zero penalties or, or giving up zero sacks, having no turners, turnovers, out, and having four total penalties in two weeks. That's a leadership thing. Um, he's been a beast. And I, I, I think there's no way you can't have him in this category. Mm-hmm. I think he's on the border to bump up, though. At his, at, even at forty, what two, three, something. Forty-three. Um, forty-three. I think he could still be close to an MVP candidate. I think so too, and that's kind of scary. It is scary. Uh, um, I think if he has another game like he did this week, he bumps up. I, I could not agree more. Um, all right, here we'll move on to the next guy. Uh, honestly, Kyler. Look, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure of order. But um, the way he performed against Russ, prime time. He, I, how do you 
how do you how do you dispute that? He's got his team at, at five and one, and their defense is almost as bad as as the Seahawks. He's dealing with almost the same thing as Russ. He has one really dominant receiver, DK Metcalf for Russ, and even Tyler Lockett for Russ sometimes, and then DeAndre Hopkins for Kyler. And then outside of that, not a lot of help, not a great offensive line. Both have terrible defenses, and he was actually able to beat Russ. And um, actually outplayed him, I would say. Yeah, uh, rushed he... for about the same amount as him, a little bit less, but had a touchdown, and then had three touchdowns. Only the one pick, hundred and five QBR, completed over seventy percent of his throws. I mean, come on now, that, he... that, that's big time football. He definitely seemed to have figured it out a little bit from the previous week, where he couldn't hit on like any of his passes. This dude and came back. This dude came back with a vengeance this week, and he played out of his mind. He really did. He played. He played really well, and I just think the way he's able to make plays, it's it's hard to keep him out of that category. He is an absolute baller. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to Big Ben here. Yeah. Um, look, Big Ben. Yeah, he had those three picks. Um, I, I wouldn't look too much into it. Look, he's got his team at six and zero. He did what he needed to do to to bring the team to victory. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's plain and simple. I don't think one bad game should should bring him down a tier. If you think he's outside the top 10 quarterbacks this league, you're out of your mind. Yeah. And dropping him down a tier would make him outside the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go here to Deshaun Watson. Um, again, in a losing effort with no help, he still looked really good. I mean, it's I, I actually feel bad for Deshaun. It's like he's exactly like Russell Wilson. No help, no help, no help, but actually worse, worse players around him. Look, 29 for 39, 74% completion percentage, 309 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, 114 QBR. Oh, yeah, and he added seven for 38, averaging 5.4 yards a carry. He's doing it all himself. It's in, it's incredible. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really impressed with him. I know I said I needed him to win a little more, which obviously, yes, I'd still like him to win a little bit more, but, I mean, what, what he's doing with no help is incredible. It really is. Um, oh, Josh Allen, yeah. Uh, I think he is really close to dropping down another tier. He is. We had him in the MVP race, and uh, a week where he couldn't even get the offense to score one touchdown against the Jets. Not a singular touchdown. They had six field goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's disheartening. Against you know? a terrible, 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 terrible defense. I agree. I did. I did like his stats, though. Not terrible. I think it's the only thing keeping him in this category. To be honest with you, um, completed about seventy percent of his throws for three hundred seven yards. You know, he did obviously didn't have any touchdowns. Had no picks though. Ninety QBR was the team's leading rusher. So I thought he played well. I just think you got to cash in. You know, you got Stephon Diggs. You got Cole Beasley, who's nifty in the slot. You got a lot of guys um, there that can catch the football. Uh, you got some guys out of the, even the, out of the backfield. Zach Moss, uh, Devin Singletary, both athletic backs can catch the ball to the backfield, and they just didn't get any touchdowns. Yeah, um, I don't know. What do you think about that? I think he needs to put something together. Um, it's really hard yeah. to stay in the, you know, I, the ballers category is it's a tough category to get into. I mean, you look at the names: Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Listen, Lamar Jackson has an MVP. You know, right? So, if you're gonna stay and hang around here, when you play the worst team in the league, I at least expect a touchdown. Minimum, 
minimum. <laughs> At least a I mean, touchdown. I mean, did you see Kyler had a really good game against them? Um, everyone has a good game against them, and it's kind of shocking that he did not. Yeah. Um, All right, here. Let's, I think uh, we let's get, move on. I think we get one yeah. more game like that, though, and down he goes. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, all right, here. How about Lamar Jackson? Okay. Uh, he was on a bye. How do I bump him down when he did not even play? Yeah. You know, he's still a top 10 quarterback in the league. He's yeah. dynamic. He can run the football. Um, he can generally throw the football. Has some trouble out to the numbers when he's behind, when everyone knows he's going to pass. But overall, he's still a good quarterback. Yep. It'll be interesting to see um, how he develops this week against the Steelers, though. I, I think if he doesn't do well, I think – I'm not sure you drop him down a tier. But to think that if he can't beat the Steelers this week, I would put him on the board. You have to reconsider how you know people are thinking. Well, oh, it's him, Russ, and, and Patrick Mahomes. I I'm not so sure about that. You know, if he can't beat the Steelers, that's that's the best mm-hmm. team that he's going to see defensively, um, schematically, talent wise. Just that's the best overall defense he's going to see. And if he can't at least be productive against them. That's that. That's going to be tough for him. Yeah, I think so too. Um, all right, here. How about Jared Goff? Well, he played really well. I think I was talking about it. About a hundred and eight QBR. I think he had two touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, we were talking about it off the air a little bit. Um, I I touched on it a little bit in the first segment as well, just when we were going over the game. Look, mm-hmm. hundred eight QBR, two touchdowns, no picks, two hundred nineteen yards, completed seventy percent of his throws. I mean, what do you what do you want from the guy? Do you, do you want to be Patrick Mahomes? Look, not everyone is Patrick Mahomes. People bang on Jared Goff because he's not, you know, the superhuman talent. Look, the guy throws a good ball, an accurate ball, is on time with his balls. Um, come on now. He's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's been to a Super Bowl. Um, he actually leads the league in fourth quarter QBR. Look, when it, when it matters, he leads the league in fourth quarter QBR. He's a good quarterback. He is. Um, he's definitely a top 10, definitely top 12, maybe top 10 quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, here, let's go to Derek Carr, another guy that I like a lot. And I talked, I said, even in a losing effort, we, when we went over Monday's game, I said, even in a losing effort, he looked really good. Look, he put up better stats than Aaron Rodgers against that defense. Yeah. I let that sink in for a second, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, he put up better stats than Drew Brees did against that defense, even, although it was week one. Um, so there, there's something to be said for how well he played. Look, a 90... 7.5 QBR, that's no joke. You know, completing 67% of his throws. Two touchdowns. I mean, yes, he had the one pick to throw for almost 300 yards. I mean, that, that those are big boy numbers. Oh, yeah. That's that's big football um, from Derek Carr. And I think uh, if his defense could stop a nosebleed and he could get a running game, that's a completely different game. I think so, too. All right, here. Uh, all right, last guy in uh, tier number two. I think the reason that he's staying here, even though he lost, is just he had a productive game yet again. Against a really you know, good not defense. Not a lot of talk about him against the Steelers, too, which is impressive. Ryan Tenhill, just another just another productive game. He just continues to produce. I think he had three more touchdowns. I think only one pick. Oh, no picks. Two touchdowns, no picks. Um, 105 QBR. Didn't complete as many throws as I'd like. You know, 18 for 30, only 60%, but still. Good game. Nothing to bump him down. Surely nothing to bump him down. I don't think he should move down. Um, I think when you put up those type of numbers against the top defense in the league, I would say uh, I'd say top too. three. Yeah, he looked good. 
He didn't. He and the way that he came on in the second half, that was incredible. Look, they scored seven points in the first half. He led them to score, what, 24 unanswered or something like that? 21, no, 21, I think, 20, something like that. Yeah. Unanswered. Uh-huh. Like, it was really impressive. Yeah. Or 17, um, 17 unanswered, yes. And, and especially trying and having to deal with the Steelers' pass rush, and he did a great job at yeah. it. Um, ah, I got a lot of respect for the dude. Uh, definitely, I, agree. He, I would say he's one of the most limited quarterbacks in this tier, but he's still in that role, able to exceed. I and don't excel. I don't think he stays very long. I don't think he'll stay. I think eventually he will drop to the third tier. I don't know when, but I like you said, he is the most limited. So I do see him maybe falling uh, in the coming weeks. But as of right now, he's a baller. So uh, let's move down to tier three. Our above average Joes, Tim, who's the first one there. Alrighty, let's see here. Um, how about we go Drew Brees? We'll start off with Drew Brees. Um, look, he got the win. Did what he had to do to get the win against Carolina, who's a solid team. You know, we knew it'd be close. Throws for 287 yards, three total touchdowns. Um, and that's that's those are good numbers. Those are really good numbers. Um, yeah, like he like I said, he ran in the one, had two more through the air, completed almost 81 percent of his throws. Uh, that's efficient. That's the Drew Brees we know. Mm-hmm. And he actually averaged eight yards a uh, an attempt, which is really high for him, especially because he hasn't been pushing the ball down the field as much. So I was, I was impressed. I think we saw a little more of that this week, though. No, I was really impressed with, with how well he did. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's go here. Matt Stafford. I think, honestly, not the best at solely him with that game-winning drive. I think that's that's how you keep him in here. Yeah. Um, look, he didn't make any mistakes. Had 109 QBR, completed 69% of his throws, had a touchdown, no fix. That's what you need to have. That's what you need to do. They, he, he got a win, came up clutch when he needed to. Nothing else even needs to be said, you know? Yep. All right, let's see. We only have three more guys in this in this bottom tier. It's kind of, kind of a small bottom tier. Um, let's go Justin Herbert. Okay. I think he's on the verge of bumping up, actually. He has looked really, really good this year. Really so good. So I predicted, yeah, he has looked really good. He has been in, incredible. I think he's, if he continues this, this is rookie of the year numbers. Um, Unless Ben DiNucci has something to say about it. Oh, uh, well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, all right, look, so I, I predicted he'd have, a, he'd have a more efficient game. I said 23 for 31. He went 27 for 43, so 63% of his throws he completed. Um, 347 yards, I predicted 283. And then I said three touchdowns through the air, one rushing, and that's what happened. Um, so I, I did guess the touchdowns right. Um, look, 111 QBR, completing 63% of his throws, three touchdowns, no mistakes. Look, this kid can flat out play. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the throws were incredible. Yep. Incredible that that very few guys have the talent to make. Oh yeah, and he he's impressing me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, only two more here. Let's go with Joe Burrow. Look, Joe Burrow in a losing effort was. I think I think he probably outplayed Baker. I think so. Look, too. I know Baker had a really good game, but it was just more impressive to see Joe Burrow and what he did, especially with a more limited team. I agree. I know Baker had a way better QBR and um, three or four more touchdowns, but and Burrow was a little bit more efficient. Uh, I mean, Burrow still completed seventy four point five percent of his throws. 
Um, Baker had about 78, um, but he threw way less. Burrow, 35 for 47. Like I said, 74.5 per completion percentage. Um, 406 yards. 406 yards. Four total touchdowns, one pick, 113 QBR. That's, that's special. incredible. That's special. That's incredible. Yeah, that's in what, his seventh start? It's almost against a way better team. It's almost looking he a little bit thirty four like, points. A little bit like Deshaun for me, where it's like he plays great, but then the team just loses. So you it's know, it's like the team just loses for him. It's in, it's it's almost like nothing I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean he's playing out of his mind, and so there's definitely no reason for him to bump down. I, I do think you know he still is a rookie. We still saw a couple couple tough games from him so far. So I don't think he is a tier two guy yet. But I think he has the potential to be a tier one guy. Eventually, yes. I think him and Herbert, him and Herbert both do. I think they're both really, really promising young guys in the league. I think Herbert's got more talent, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, look, you know what impressed me about Justin Herbert? That guy's a four O student in college, has a biology major. Yeah. Most guys, like if you're football player four O, it's usually oh, like what are you on business marketing or or um. I'm just marketing or um, advertising or communications. Yeah. He's biology. That's incredible. Uh, just such a smart, smart young man. And, uh, God, he's going to be good. He is really going to be good. He's already really good. And he's, he's going to be even better. Yep. Um, I, we got one more guy. He's a the only new guy on the list this week. Teddy Bridgewater. 23 oh. for 28. 82% completion percentage. 254 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, 128 QBR. Teddy B. Teddy B might be legit. Teddy B might be legit. So those are the tiers. He's got nine total touchdowns, five picks, so not a great ratio. He's fifth in the league in passing yards. Yeah. Um, I just think, look, you could get a lot worse than Teddy Bridgewater. He is not a bad quarterback. I think he's, in fact, I think he's a top, what, 17 quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cam Newton dropped out because he, quite frankly, is not playing well at all. To the standards, yeah. I mean, but, uh, yeah, that, that pretty much concludes our quarterback tiers. Um, if we go look over our trends here, we got Brady trending up, not into the next tier yet, but trending up for sure. Josh Allen, again, trending down. Um, Kyler trending up into the to the second category from the third. I would say Drew Brees trending up, had a really good game, pushed the ball down the field a little bit. Justin Herbert, obviously trending up. He is a special, special talent, probably the best rookie quarterback so far. Maybe maybe Joe Burrow, who is also trending up. Um, and then Teddy Bridgewater trended up from not ranked to into the third tier. So a lot of promise. Not a lot of trending down. Um, I guess Russ maybe a little bit because he lost, but I still think he had a really good game despite the three picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think overall we saw a pretty good display of quarterbacking from all the guys that were in our tiers this week. Um, I agree. We're just going to need to see, like, just, just more. We need to see more. If they want to move up, they if people want them to bump up, bump down, listen, we're going off of this year only. So I feel like a lot of people might look at this and be like, what? You don't have Tom Brady? Brady's second tier. You don't have Brady in the top tier? What? It's based off of this year, and it's based off of, they just if if they lose a game or if they have one bad game, that's not the end all be all because we're gonna need to see more. We need to see more. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, look, Ben had one bad game, 
look, he still won the football game. He's still 6-0. and He's still a really good quarterback. I think he's still 15 touchdowns, four picks. Like, come right. on now. Yep. So um, but it was kind of nice that uh, Teddy Bridgewater was the last quarterback we went over. You know Segways why? perfectly into it, doesn't it? It does segue perfectly. Tonight, or I uh, guess tomorrow's Thursday night matchup, the uh, Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. I already said I'm never betting Atlanta again. That's why I'm saying it right now. I'm betting Carolina. Yeah, I'm going to Carolina. They're favored by two and a half. I hate that spread. I hate the two and a half point. But I'm going to take Carolina to cover it. And the over-under, I think, is 51.5. I'm going to go with um, the over. Both teams have a really bad defense. I think both teams have offensively driven teams. Uh, Both teams have an offensive coach. Well, um, Atlanta did. I don't really know much about their interim, but I know Carolina's got an offensive coach in Matt Rule. Teddy Bridgewater's playing well. Even Matt Ryan's playing decent. I think the only reason he's not in our quarterback tiers is because he's got a lot of talent, and they are still 1-6. Um, but yeah, so those are my, that's my prediction. I would say I'm going to go over and I'm going to take Carolina to cover. I like Carolina by a touchdown and I like the over. Um, I don't think it's going to be all that close. Uh, Atlanta, not the greatest of all teams here. Um, they are known to blow leads. So if it is looking like Atlanta's up by about 50 points come the second half, don't go anywhere because, uh, things could change quickly. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you really never know. I do want to talk about one more thing on this game, though. And it's actually not even really about this game. Atlanta, they are now 1-6. You were telling me, you were, we were talking off air, you know. It's not crazy to think that, look, the Jets maybe rattle off a couple wins or even the Cowboys from the third, third and fourth spot make a trade up. Is it possible that teams that we don't even, haven't even been considering are – technically or could be in the running for Trevor Lawrence if they wanted to be. Yeah, I think I texted you about this. This was today. Yeah, Atlanta, you think you wouldn't move off Matt Ryan for Trevor Lawrence with that? Those weapons? Oh, my God, they're instantly a playoff team tomorrow. Yep. If that happens. Um, And, look, they are 1-6. They're really bad. If they continue to be bad, and, look, I mean, a couple teams could rattle off a couple ones. You have no idea. The Jets, look, last year they were bad, too, and they still, Sam Darnold went, what, like 6-2? and two with mono down the stretch yeah you know so you never really know and atlanta if they continue to be bad i think would they move off matt ryan would you move off matt ryan for trevor lawrence absolutely yeah. for trevor yeah, lawrence absolutely um trevor lawrence is a once in a generation type of talent out of college and that we're seeing um I think we've we've done this before where we went through all the quarterbacks and you asked if we'd move off of them and, and we did that. I would definitely be ready to step away from Matt Ryan if uh, Trevor Lawrence becomes available. But, yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I, I shot you a text that said, man, I, a question for you. What are you thinking about Dallas possibly picking up Trevor Lawrence? Because think about it, guys. They're, they don't have the greatest record right now. We have a third-string quarterback, Ben DiNucci, who, yes, hometown kid, and I hope the best of them, but let's say it how it is. He's a third-string quarterback, and this was the absolute disaster plan for him to play. So is it crazy to say... this is preferred. Yeah, so is it crazy to say that a team with arguably one of the worst defenses in the league, and now with a quarterback that we're not even sure how he's going to look is going to be possibly a team in the running for uh, Trevor Lawrence. Or even if they don't get Trevor Lawrence, look, Justin Fields looked every bit as good, maybe not as 
physically gifted as as Trevor Lawrence, but making all the throws, the arms, maybe not the arm strength, but he, he the capability to make all the throws and make plays, he could be just as good. He could be. I mean, I'm seriously looking at him. He is really good. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields is, and we haven't even seen Trey Lance. He could be good, too. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of guys, even if they're not in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, I think, I think there's definitely two. I think both him and Fields are going to hit. And yep. maybe even three quarterbacks within the top ten to fifteen slots um, in the draft that that could be Pro Bowl level quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, I mean, we shall see. Maybe we talk about that on another episode um, about some of these yeah, other maybe options. Friday, yeah. Maybe would you move off of you know whoever your quarterback is now for Justin Fields? Um, yeah. I think, definitely think it could be interesting. But that's about all we have for you guys today. Um, if you are just now joining us for some reason uh go back and listen to the first segment we had monday night thoughts uh we had our um thoughts on the mlb world series and then we also in the second segment covered our quarterback tiers and our thursday night predictions which you just heard also go to our instagram we have a new graphic up and we should have another one up uh i'm guessing probably tomorrow yep by tomorrow um of our quarterback tiers uh that is at the underscore issue podcast and our twitter is just at the issue podcast so make sure you go into both of those social media sites drop us a like a follow a comment you know whatever uh spread the love around let us know uh what kind of segments you guys want to hear what you guys like um anything that you want to suggest yeah or what you don't like anything that any suggestions will do um but yeah oh i want to do we do we give ourselves one mini shout out for a thousand total listens? Oh yeah, we we've, we've hit the a thousand mark. So thank about, you guys. About a week ago, a week ago, um, what about about a week ago today? Yeah. Yeah. Um, our listenership definitely is growing. Uh, we have, uh, and we're very thankful for that. So thanks for listening and and keep listening. Uh, because the show is only going to get better. We're going to have uh, more guests on, uh, more interviews. So uh, that is definitely all in the works. But, uh, guys, thanks for hanging out. That was The Issue.